0: Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Welcome back to our Park Talk Podcast studio for another episode of the 2021 State of the Naperville Park District Address. I'm your host, Samira Luthman. In this episode, we're going to talk about the boom of outdoor sports that we've seen as a result of the pandemic. And I'm excited because I know this is gonna be a particularly vibrant discussion. Please welcome Kevin Carlson, Director of Golf, Tim Quigley, Director of Parks, and Jackie Gonzalez, Aquatic Manager. Each of you is what I would consider in the thick of it. And although 2020 was a challenging year for our operations overall, I know that you all have some really positive examples and maybe even some stories of what made 2020 workable in terms of what we were able to offer and what we saw participation-wise during the warmer weather months of last year. The theme of this year's podcast is rising to the challenge, which each of you and your staff members certainly did time and again to ensure that the district continued to fulfill its mission. And I know that this was no small task. So welcome.
1: Thank Hello. you. Good
0: morning. Kevin, I'm going to start with you. And I know that both Springbrook and Naperbrook ultimately enjoyed incredible golf Really, all the way through the end of the year, once we got a little bit past the initial uh, onset of the pandemic. You did start the 2020 golf season being closed for several weeks. Once you were able to open, there were still challenges that needed to be overcome. Can you briefly walk us through what some of those issues were and how you and your staff managed the operations during that
1: time? Sure, Tim. Um, yeah, it was quite an interesting year for us. We went through the entire gamut. Um, as you mentioned, we were shut down for about six weeks in the early part of the spring and you know looking back on that um no one could have imagined what uh, that year was going to turn out to be um, we went through a whole n- number of scenarios about possibilities and everything else mm-hmm. and the way it turned out was probably the least likely option that was out there and you know we were Incredibly fortunate for a way it did and we we're incredibly happy that uh, we were able to provide the golf courses for people to come out and enjoy But mm-hmm. uh, we never really expected the things that uh, happened last year and how it turned out um, You know in May we were just finishing up the governor's stay-at-home order and we had gotten word that Golf was able to reopen but with significant restrictions um, We were looking forward to opening and we knew our golfers were eager to get back on the golf course. Uh we had been hearing from them and um you know it was interesting our our memberships uh were still active at that point. People were still um renewing and becoming new members even though we were closed mm-hmm. because I'm sure they felt like we did that eventually golf was going to open up and it was going to be one of those opportunities for somebody to be able to do something outside so we got to the point where we heard that we were open, and uh, we got the word out that we were going to start on May 1st. And <laughs> out of all things, uh, we, our first uh, really foray into being open, we had our tea times on the website, and we opened them up 8 o'clock in the morning on a, a Friday, I believe. And the demand was so overwhelming that the website crashed that there was so many people interested (laughs) in getting out there and getting an opportunity to play again, that they crashed our website. So we knew that it was going to be quite a year, or at least the start of the year. Um, We had significant restrictions remaining. Uh, We had no range available. Uh, Carts and food service were very restricted, Mm -hmm. but the biggest restriction uh, was our, our tee times were limited to twosomes only and a 15 minute interval which doing the math that adds up to about eight golfers an hour, which isn't much at all. Right. So we had to look at how we can operate those golf courses with minimal expense to make this work. And luckily, we, will, we were able to draw upon um, the entire district to help. Uh, we had staff from community relations. We had staff from the finance department, HR, all come out to the golf courses to assist us and help you know fill some of the our, our labor positions to make sure we can make this work. Um, it, was, it was it was quite a an, an interesting uh, procedure to get this all to work and getting some new people in there and getting them to learn about golf mm-hmm. and also understanding new systems, our software systems, and how all that works. You know, the clubhouse access was limited, but we still were in contact with golfers, whether they were contacting the golf course through phones or, you know, outside through radios or anything else like that. So all that was new things that we had to learn, and we had to uh, make sure that our new employees had to learn also. But We had a couple of new things out there. We were able to move our golf shops outside. We moved merchandise outside so people can actually still have an opportunity to purchase equipment. And uh, we changed some of our other uh, um, things, like our food service was limited to uh, a walk-up window only. Mm -hmm. But all this was uh, just kind of on the fly, and we made it work. And it was quickly done, and May turned into a success. We were able to get through that month of uh, significant restrictions with limited golf, but with limited expenses on our side.
0: I know you also did a curbside service. People could order equipment online and then they could drive up and, and grab it that way too.
1: Yeah, our mobile pro shop to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, Almost taken on kind of an Amazon-like thing where people can contact the golf course and say, you know what, I need a, a new shirt or a glove or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we'll take care of the purchase. We'll bag it up for them and we'll give you a time to come pick it up. You drive up, we'll run it out to you and you're all set.
0: And that's the thing that I really like about looking back on 2020 is there was so much innovation and so much teamwork and I mean that was really the bright spot I think of getting us through the pandemic last year and of course you know we're still in it this year but looking Mm -hmm. back that's that's kind of cool to think about all that.
1: Oh absolutely and I mean that's still going forward Uh, you know we're looking at next year and I mean there's going to be still unknowns about how we're going to go through this year and Mm -hmm. that's something that we can draw on our experience from this past year and realize that we've been through it and we can deal with whatever may come our way.
0: Sure. So back in March or April, I'm sure if someone would have told you that 2020 is going to result in being one of the the best golf seasons on record in, in quite some time, you probably never would have believed it. We probably would have laughed.
1: No, I, 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 we, we couldn't see what could have happened. Um, you know, looking back on our, our totals for this year, um, our totals for the rounds were higher than any year in the previous 12 years. Mm-hmm. And that's on a, a, a year that really only started in June. Right. Um, by the end of the May, we learned that most of the restrictions, at least for golf, were being lifted. And that's when we, re- we really truly saw what our year was going to turn out to be.
0: And you had other successes too, like with your programs and range. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, and that, and that's something that we were really proud of because uh, what happened with this is a lot of new faces came out to golf and a lot of people that we haven't seen in a long time mm-hmm. returned to play golf because it was maybe one of the few options out there for people to get to connect with people, to enjoy some time, sure, and to be able to recreate. And that was one of the things uh, we saw immediately when we opened up our programs in the middle of July was – the overwhelming demand for people and their kids, juniors, to get out there and join programs, mm-hmm. do private lessons, on top of using uh, the driving range for practice or even just coming out for a little bit to play.
0: Right. Yeah, it was a great thing to see.
1: Yeah. So that that, that was one of the things that we were most proud of, just seeing those new faces come back through and some of the old faces that we haven't seen for quite a while.
0: Sure. So you talk about fulfilling a demand, and Jackie, I'm going to switch <laughs> over to you. Um, you're our aquatic manager, and Centennial Beach did not open last uh, year. So sad. <laughs> I think it was so sad for a lot of people. However, I know you had your hands full with another one of our outdoor operations, that being the paddle boat Quarry. This is where people can rent paddleboats, paddleboards, kayaks. It's a fun place to go on a nice day and even get a workout if you're taking out no, a paddle paddleboat. Sure. <laughs> that can be kind of strenuous. <laughs> Um, What kind of attendance did the paddleboat quarry see last year? What kinds of things did you see as a result of the pandemic?
2: Well, I'm going to kind of have to mirror what Kevin said. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we started our season a little later than usual because of the shutdown. Um, We usually open the beginning or the middle of of May. Um, We weren't able to open till the first week of of June, Mm -hmm. Um, and we, I was not completely not expecting the success and popularity of the, of the pedal boat quarry this summer. It was crazy. I mean, it was fantastic. The amount of people that we had out there all the time, um, coming to use the facility, but, uh, it was amazing. I mean, Mm our, uh, our, our rentals were up 16% from in 2020 than it was in 2019. So, um, it was great. We, uh, tried to extend our season as long as possible we, mm-hmm. you know, because we did have such a great September and October. Um, so we stayed open throughout the, like I said, on the weekends in September and o- October um, so we could, so people could utilize the outsour- out the outside and um, be out on the paddle boats and the paddle boards and the kayaks.
0: Yeah, it was kind of fun walking past the, the quarry over there during the summer, even into the fall, and just seeing people all lined up and waiting, and it was yeah. really neat. Yeah, yeah, I mean
2: weekends by usually by we opened at ten a.m. and mm-hmm. usually by noon we had a line and wow. everybody was you know in good spirits. They were happy sure. to be able to be outside to do stuff. Yeah. It, you know th- it was funny to see all the, the dads out there with their kids on the on the paddle <laughs> or on the paddle bo- the paddle boards. Sorry, um, and they were saying they'd come back and they'd be like that was such a workout. Got <laughs> yeah, to paddle those or uh, paddle for forty minutes is a little. Right. It is a good workout. Sure or so
0: yeah. And I also know that cleaning and safety obviously was a big focus for you. How did your staff and you oversee the issues related to COVID at a facility where equipment is being shared by a lot of people?
2: Well, safety is our—you know—the safety of our of our customers and obviously my staff are is the number one most important. Mm-hmm. Um, so we followed the the health department rules and made sure or guidelines and made sure that we were sanitizing whenever we possibly could. So life jackets got sanitized after every use. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did every all the the pedal boards, the kayaks. Uh, the paddles for the paddle boards uh, the paddle boats um, any time you know any of the high touch areas got got um, sanitized um, anytime the guests were around our staff they were wearing the everyone masks were required so when they were purchasing their um, their daily fee they were getting their life jackets or they were getting out onto the out on the dock uh, they had to have their masks on Mm -hmm. though once they went out into the water they were able to take their masks off so that was i think everyone was quite happy about that but then as soon as they came (laughs) back they put them on but we we, you know we made sure that we had lots of uh sanitizing spray and just made sure everything was clean between each use right
0: fantastic tim
2: I'm going to switch over to you
0: now. Alrighty. As the director of parks, your staff has its own goals and objectives, but your area also provides essential support to our facilities and programs. What kinds of challenges did your area experience in
3: 2020? Oh boy, the, in some ways, the early days of the pandemic seem so long ago already. <laughs> um, initially, as we were all trying to figure this virus out, Our department worked with reduced staffing levels and staggered shifts, and like uh, Kevin had mentioned, with golf, uh, we were able to receive some assistance from uh, our Fort Hill uh, building with uh, our custodial staff, and it helped out immensely. Mm -hmm. Um, At that point in time, we were still able to handle the workloads. Uh, We pumped the brakes on program and special event support, and very few patrons were out using the parks at at that time. Based on the information we were working with, playgrounds and restrooms were closed, and basically we locked up as much as possible, even going as far as removing the rims from some of our basketball courts. Right. As things began to open up and everybody became more comfortable with how to deal with the virus, we really began to see how patrons were adjusting to the situation and were using the parks. For example, we've got a trail counter at Knock Knolls that shows more people than ever were using the trail system. Uh, Pickleball, tennis, basketball, volleyball, uh, our new splash pad, they were all Mm -hmm. jam-packed. Eventually, some of our programs and special events started to open back up, and we went from hardly anyone out in the parks to huge numbers.
0: And that's that boom.
3: (laughs) There's the boom. Um, And then with a focus on cleanliness and sanitation of these areas the implementation of enhanced cleaning procedures in our restrooms, and just a whole lot of extra garbage to deal with, Right, our park staff had to make some changes to their maintenance routine. The park district did an amazing job adapting to the conditions uh, with programming and special events, and that meant as a department, we also had to roll with the punches. A couple of events that really came to mind um, when I was thinking about this were the midday spray on Rotary Hill uh, the Naperville Salute Fourth of July event, and the Halloween Night Lights event uh, in October. Each of those were new for us and took a fair amount of planning and coordination to pull off uh, as first-time events and activities for us. And then on top of all of that, three fantastic projects were completed that parks had to add maintenance responsibilities for, um, the 95th Street Community Plaza in midsummer phase two of the knock park improvements later on in the summer and then Wolf's Crossing community park in the fall. So it truly was a year of much adjustment for us.
0: Definitely. I think when we're looking back on 2020 as a staff, the one word that comes up very frequently is flexibility. I think we all encountered that, you know, having to shift and pivot and, and just really be flexible.
3: There was a lot of communication right. uh, between the departments, mm-hmm. um, Enhanced collaboration, too. Exactly. Yeah. And then as, as soon as new information would come out, uh, we'd have to get together and, and figure out how we we're going to adjust to those situations. So right. you're definitely spot on.
0: Well, and then, as you mentioned, too, on top of the pandemic and the shifting and pivoting and all that and kind of changing things up on the fly, we also had those facilities that we were opening, too.
3: Right. And and we are really excited about them. And um, judging from the number of people we still continue to see uh, mm-hmm. at those areas, um, even as cold as it is today, right. um, some of those parks are, are just packed. And we're really excited to see what 2021 brings us.
0: Absolutely. Jackie, I know we talked a little bit about, a little bit ago that people were disappointed, staff included, that Centennial Beach wasn't able to open last summer. However, I know that staff is working on a plan to hopefully <laughs> open and operate it <laughs> for the upcoming season. Assuming that everything is a go, What can beach visitors expect this year?
2: Yeah, well, I'm for sure hoping that the beach is going to open this summer. I'll be real sad if it doesn't. But um, at this point, we are planning to be open. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, it's still a lot of unknowns just because we still need to wait to see what type of requirements are given to us by the health department Mm -hmm. um cdc things like that so um we're planning for as much of a regular beach season as we possibly can um we are looking at trying to do some um advanced daily sales so that you can purchase your daily pass for the day in advance before you come to the facility. Um, same thing as um, some remote, remote ordering for Centennial Grill so that we're trying we're trying to reduce the lines sure. at our facility so you're not having to congregate with groups of people. So. And pandemic
0: aside, I just think those are great advancements anyway.
2: I totally agree. Yeah. It's great to not have to, you know, we want to get people in and sure. in there just to enjoy the facility, not wait in line. Right,
0: right. <laughs> Then in terms of the paddle boat quarry, are you expecting as busy of a season this year as last year? And what are you doing to prepare for the 2021 season over
2: there? Um, Well, it would be great if we had another uh, season like that. I mean, (laughs) yeah, totally ready for it. We'll take it. Um, I mean, I feel like we saw a lot of our regular beach staff or our beach um, goers over at paddle boats, So maybe Mm -hmm. they'll be floating over at the beach. Um, but I feel like we made a lot of new, saw a lot of new faces over mm-hmm. at the paddle boats this summer. Um, we had a family one weekend show up. Um, they were from Highland Park. It was a mom and dad and their wow. five kids. And they literally came, I think, almost every week. I wow. saw them down there. So they were like, we came across you guys on your website. This my son, One of his sons did. And they figured they'd come down and check it out. And they were there. Like I said, almost every weekend they loved it. They must have loved it. That's great. So I feel like we made, we got a lot of, a lot of people found out about us. Sure. So I think that you know they appreciated it, they enjoyed it this summer. So I feel like it'll continue um, to be a be popular. So as long as the weather, the nice, the weather stays nice, so which is always important to have the nice warm weather to get out on the water.
0: Well, and that's a common theme that we're hearing too. Is people were looking for things to do, and I also think given the fact that. You know, people, some people weren't working at the time or they were Mm -hmm. working from home and other activities were on pause. A lot of people weren't operating at this frenetic pace. We got to go here. We got to go here. We got to go there. And they were able to kind of take some time to step back and go, oh, let's go play golf or let's check out what another community has, you know, that we could do outdoors. So I think that that was a benefit.
2: For and sure. we had great weather. This was a perfect summer. It was. We had such warm weather all summer and not a lot of rain, so mm-hmm. I think that also helped in our um, popularity. Definitely.
0: So. Tim, you and your staff don't have seasons like, say, the golf course or the beach or the paddleboat quarry. You're year round, as you well know.
3: <laughs>
0: but so are the activities that are available in our parks. Since it's winter now, and more people than ever are looking for things to do outdoors, can you give our listeners some suggestions of activities that they can do in our parks, even now in January, February?
3: And, and I'll tell you, with a high of 18 degrees today, it, it <laughs> sure feels like winter is yeah, here, doesn't cold. it? Um, when we hit our thresholds uh, with snow depth, um, there are five designated uh, hills available for sledding, with mm-hmm. our sixth available at Wolf's Crossing Community Park set to open next year. Um, snowboarding is allowed at wagon riverfront park the ice rink at wolf's crossing just opened earlier this week and we're hoping to have some good news today about our other rinks at gartner park nike and uh, centennial beach
0: Ooh, we make a lot of people happy <laughs> yes I, I know it's been
3: a it's been a difficult season for us um, but we know that uh, people are anxious and eager to get out there sure. so uh, staff's out there doing their best every day adding new layers um we're trying to get them open because uh, we know there's a demand for it. Um, we do clear a number of paved trails throughout the district, which should be available to find on our website. And some locations, we leave half of the trail snow-covered for our cross-country skiers. Mm-hmm. Our disc golf course, um, you know, it's always been pretty popular, but it exploded this year, and we're still seeing a, a large number of people out there, you know, uh, snow covered or, or, you know, 90 degrees. People just love sure. being out there. Um, and then when conditions allow, we keep our gates unlocked at our tennis courts, our pickleball courts, skate parks, inline rinks, and our synthetic fields. So, um, you know, we, we know that we've been a, an outlet, uh, all year long with, with many facilities, uh, in the private sector closed, mm-hmm. and we want to be that outlet for people, uh, as, as much as we can do. And, uh, at the same time, Um, You know, ensuring that we provide a a safe and an accessible facility as well.
0: Absolutely. And I want to just take a a quick step back to the ice rinks. We just rolled out a new system for people to understand if an ice rink is available to be used or not. Can you talk a little bit about that?
3: Right, yeah. Um, You know, over the years, You know we we know people are anxious to get out there and um it's a bummer when you show up and and you get up close to the rink and you see a small sign that says it's still closed sure especially if you've already laced up your skates and and you trudged Mm -hmm. out there um so this year we've put out or we're utilizing the uh the green flag red flag system um that should be visible as you you know approach the park Mm -hmm. and you can tell from a, a little bit further distance off so uh please if you see those red flags um we're not ready We're doing our best, but sometimes when people are a little bit too eager to get out there, it it sets us even further behind. Sure. Um, You know, we have to resurface again. So, uh, like we said, with these cool temperatures that are expected to hit, uh, even now as we're speaking, I know staff was filling this morning Mm -hmm. again. Um, So, look for those green flags and uh, we'll be happy to see you out there.
0: Great. Fingers crossed, right? Exactly. And then, Tim, one more question for you. Once spring arrives, because it will eventually get here, and I'm kind of hoping for an earlier spring, but we'll see. Do you expect a resurgence of activity in the parks, kind of like what we saw last year? Maybe, you know, more so than a normal year again? And if so, how are you and your staff preparing for that?
3: Well, I know that we all feel like we've had it by the end of winter, and uh, (laughs) we just can't wait for that nicer weather to hit. Um, so while we've certainly seen an increase in the use of parks throughout the winter during the pandemic as compared to previous years, we are expecting a surge of visitors come uh, spring season. We've already seen the huge numbers of patrons using the areas such as our sports courts, trails, disc golf, playgrounds, and splash pads uh, all throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Come spring season, um, the true variable is going to be where we're at related to the state's current mitigation plans right. or guidelines. and. Uh, how that affects programming and special events within the parks our recreation staff does a great job keeping us in the loop uh, with any updates or changes and on our end the task is to anticipate those changes in the guidelines watch the weather and monitor how the parks are being used with so many sporting groups special events park and facility rentals and the community in general having to put off their activities for over a year there's sure to be a push to get back outdoors. I
0: would imagine.
3: And and for us in typical years, there's more of a rhythmic cycle to maintenance. We we kind of know uh, when seasons have a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be busy in a month, so we you know we try to to, to start things that. moving sure. a little bit uh, yeah. beforehand. But given current circumstances, we have to adjust on the fly uh, a bit more than usual. Um, and but to be honest. By the end of winter, park staff is just just as eager to get outdoors in the nicer weather as, as everybody else. So, um, while we you know do our best to provide any uh, recreational outdoor activities all season long, mm-hmm. um, we're, we we can't wait for spring to hit. Too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kevin, I've got one last question for you. So, uh, we're in winter and. We're anticipating, I think, some significant snowfall. So this might even be kind of a silly question to ask you, but I'm going to ask anyway more in a general sense. Mm-hmm. The golf courses are still open, correct, both of them?
1: That's correct. Okay. Um, we made the decision this year um, to keep the golf courses available as much as possible during the off season. and And that's partly due to what the current situation is right now with a lot of things being restricted and mm-hmm. not available. We wanted to make sure that there was still an option out there for people to enjoy some time outside, to enjoy some recreation, whatever that may be. Um, you know, Back in December, you know, normally we start li- thinking about shutting down the golf courses sometime after Thanksgiving, but this uh, winter didn't really show up until after the New Year's. Right. So December was uh, very mild, very nice, and we had a whole lot of people able to come out to the golf courses and still play all the way up to new year's that
0: was incredible yeah it was And it was
1: good to see and it was we were you know more than happy to have them out there and it was you know, enjoyable for everybody to be out there but you know for now obviously with the snow cover on the ground that uh significantly slows down golf mm-hmm. even though we still have some people
0: the diehards they'll still come on out
1: <laughs> this past weekend even though we had snow cover and we had some fresh new snow out there we had a A few people come out to play we had some uh, a dad and his son come out and play and uh, a couple other foursomes just kind of trudged through the snow and enjoy whatever they could and you know we're more than happy to have them out there but you know we'll leave the golf courses available for whatever um when we did have adequate snow we had people out there uh strapping on cross-country skis and going out on the golf course wow and enjoying you know the open space that way and even you know some people come out and Just take a walk through the golf course or take their dog out there and anything we can do um you know we'll have the golf courses available and we're more than happy to
0: that's great
2: that's awesome
0: well this is a really fun discussion Mm -hmm. i like talking about the successes we saw in 2020 the things we're anticipating for 2021 of course talking about spring always makes me really happy Mm -hmm. i like the fact that it seems the community and even beyond like in your example jackie Really rediscovering recreation and everything that the Naperville Park District can offer. So I want to thank you, Kevin, thank Tim, you, and Jackie for your time. Thank you, and thanks <laughs> for everything you do. And I appreciate you being part of our podcast. Thanks.
1: Enjoyed it. Enjoyed, Enjoyed thank it. You, thanks. Yep. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide park and recreation experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.